0: Welcome to Baptist Vices. This podcast is designed to engage the Baptist community in challenging thought. We hope to not just promote negative propaganda that is raised against Baptist thought, but to biblically analyze some of these thoughts and provide biblical solutions. We hope you enjoy today's program. And now your host, Dr. Steve Dameron. Welcome to the Baptist Vices, and our special guest calling in today is Pastor Tom Brennan. So, hello, Pastor Brennan. How are you? I am doing well and living the dream, as I say. (laughs) Amen. All right. Um, It's great to be in the ministry and great to serve the Lord. So, so our topic today, I brought Pastor Brennan in because of his expertise in the spirit (laughs)
1: world. In the spirit world that's all right. a great that's a great way to introduce it thank you, brother. Uh,
0: so it is the spookification of the spirit i right, which I get myself in trouble with these things so um, I'm gonna have you introduce yourself and just even talk a little bit about your writing and uh sure. then we'll get into it.
1: I've written three books um I wrote a book on the seven on the Mount I wrote a book uh, called schizophrenic a diagnosis of the independent Baptist movement. And then I wrote a book on holiness called freed from sin. Uh, that book does discuss some of these issues a little bit of the three books. That one does. I'm also working on a two volume series on Ephesians, hmm. which will discuss um, being filled with the spirit in more detail than either one of yeah. any of the other books I've read.
0: All right. That'll be interesting. And normally that just takes a while, right? The writing. <laughs> to the Pope Catholic. Right. <laughs> that doesn't happen overnight. So, not, not good writing. Right. So here we, uh, and also just wanted to put a plug in. Uh, he also has a uh, blog post, uh, which I don't even know if that's the term anymore. Um, Brennan's pen. And if you just type that in, I think it goes, you can find that, right?
1: Yes, sir. I think the name of the blog is concerningjesus.blogspot.com. But if you search for Brennan's Pen, you'll find the okay. blog, and I blog all on my right. blog all different kinds of subjects.
0: Okay. All right. I always remember it as Brennan's Pen. So maybe it's, that's because of some of how you sign off or something like that. It,
1: it, it is. That's what I call my writing ministry. Brennan's okay.
0: Pen. All right. So let's get into the discussion on the Holy Spirit. and Just kind of two strains, and I'm glad you forewarned me just so you know. Out there in podcast land, he forewarned me that he was going to tear me up and argue on the first point. But I didn't
1: say argue. I just said I was going to set you straight. I don't think that's the same thing, is it? Right. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Um, Well, anyways, so here is the first one. The first one uh, on the spookification, as I call it, on the spirit is the idea of how much of the spirit you get at salvation, and so we tend to differ a little bit. Some I I believe that you get all of the Holy Spirit, and so why don't you give your your take on it? Because I haven't okay. heard
1: it. <laughs> so so the the basic position here it down is: you believe when you get saved, you get all of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, and that to say being filled with the Spirit means you get more of the Spirit is incorrect. Do I understand your position correctly?
0: Yes. Right.
1: Okay. And you'll give your reasons for that in a moment. Yes. Um. So my reason for saying differently is because, of course, I do believe we get the Holy Spirit when we get saved. The Bible shows us that in Romans chapter 9, Ephesians chapter 1, yes. other places. Yeah. Um, the illustration I would give you to explain the fact we get more, and then I'll give you my reasons, is um, you can have a glass full of water. I happen to have a glass full of water sitting here even as we speak. It's not entirely filled with water. Does it have water in it? Yes. Is there room for more water? Also yes. And I think that's the case of being filled with the Spirit. You get the Spirit when you get saved, but there's room for more of the Spirit in your life.
0: Okay. So
1: the reasons I would give you for that position are, first of all, Paul uses the phrase in Philippians chapter 1, and I have a chapter entitled This and Free From Sin. Paul uses the phrase, the supply of the Spirit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He doesn't say supply by the Spirit in Ephesians chapter, or Philippians chapter 1. He says supply of the Spirit, okay. meaning some people have a larger supply than others. Yeah. And again, I write about that in that particular chapter. The second reason I would tell you, I would offer you for saying that be, that we can get more of the Holy Spirit than the moment when we initially receive, when we get saved, is because Paul commands us to be filled with the Spirit. In yeah. Ephesians chapter 5, he commands us in Ephesians chapter 3 to be filled with all the fullness of God.
0: Yes, right.
1: I don't think he would command that if it was a command that had already happened when we got saved. Yeah. In other words, we don't have to be commanded to do something that has already happened to us when we got saved, we have to be commanded to do things that have not yet happened or that we are not fulfilling. Yeah. Um, Does that make sense?
0: Oh yeah. And so on my side, um, I think we're almost saying the same thing. Sometimes it's semantics. Um, I
1: agree with that completely.
0: So um, I lean more towards the yielding um, aspect, which uh, Paul also addresses tons and the idea of yielding and walking in the spirit gives the kind of the same idea. So I have all of the Holy Spirit, um, and I have used the same kind of illustration of a house. Um, So the Holy Spirit owns the house. I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's the 1 Corinthians 6 passage. So how much of the uh, house does he own? Well, he owns all of it. All right, you're bought with a price. But does he have access? And that's what, so that's where we're, very close to saying the same thing, but I believe that sometimes what happens is we don't allow access, and that is the feeling. Am I am I allowing him the keys to every closet, to every room, to every floor, to every place? And so, um, so I think uh, we're very similar on that, but um, that's why I like having uh, different men that love studying the Bible, love studying the Word of God, and uh, we don't. We don't mind. Um, I I call it uh, in a healthy banter back and forth. So,
1: and and I think you're right in the sense that um, this is almost semantics. You have to be careful with that because sometimes it's not. Uh, but in this I sense, know. I think it largely is because. Yeah. So my illustration of a glass with water. Yes. And your illustration of a room where, or of a house where someone doesn't yet have access, even though they own the house. I think those are similar sorts of illustrations.
0: Yes. Right. And yet you. Um, and I think. All right. Go so ahead. All right. we we both like talking uh, 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 but all right so this right so here's here's one of the things that i was thinking of is um but yet we both know and i I've, I've been at fault i've been at fault uh over the years of not really understanding all of the holy spirit and i don't know that i'm going to know all of it until i get to heaven um, I'm continually trying to learn and learn, and I think even over the last six months i've been i've done more uh deeper study on the aspect of the Holy Spirit and uh the word of god taught me taught me more stuff and i I sometimes hate using the term new because it's new to me <laughs> mm-hmm. but I don't think it's mm-hmm. really new you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's in the bible mm-hmm. so and I think you you would um, attest to that too so
1: Certainly, and that's one of the great delights of being in the ministry, that the Lord gives us the time to, to do that sort of study. Okay. Let's so circle back then yes. to what you said about about yielding, yes, that I think is really the key because yep. to me, I think the big problem here in this discussion is not necessarily what's being filled with the Spirit is. In other words, is it more the Holy Spirit or is, it, or is he getting more of you? Yes. I think the question is how does that happen?
0: Yep, yep. And
1: I think the right answer, and maybe we want to give the wrong answer first, but the right answer goes back to Romans 6, 7, and 8.
0: Yes, and that's where I think people get lost. And I know in your book, Freed from Sin, that's some of the um, uh, chapters, and uh, you you dove into 6, 7, and 8 heavy and Freed from Sin. I know that. And I enjoyed uh, just uh, thinking about those passages. I love Romans 6, 7, 8. So I appreciate so you. So I think we that. thank you very much.
1: I, I think we both agree on the wrong way to approach being filled with the spirit. Do you want to encapsulate that?
0: All right. So um the wrong way I would say is uh I take it you're referencing experiential. Yes, sir. Yes. And um I in fact uh, my my wife and I had a big discussion uh, or we've had discussions over the last month on this because um We love, and this is the beauty of a, um, this is a throw out there to maybe some young men that might be listening and they're looking for a a wife. I love that my wife and I can sit and talk theology. Uh, It's a a thrill. And uh, she loves thinking about the Holy Spirit um, and the idea of filling and the anointing and power and walking and yielding. All those different words are in the Bible. And so trying to understand them, and what we have talked about is what seems to be highlighted more than anything else is somebody's experience and um, in regards to the Holy Spirit, if that makes yeah, sense. And
1: I, yes, sir. When I was a kid coming up, it was common for me to hear preachers talk about these these great emotional experiences they had. It became red-letter days in their life. And after this experience, they felt something unusual. Yep. And then everything in their ministry changed, and their ministry got enormous.
0: Yes. and uh, Well, and so there's two things that you pointed out there. Um, It's this experience. It's this feeling. um, And then the second thing, obviously, then the ministry got bigger. And so I think you saw – I I kind of – Uh, I sent uh, Pastor Brennan, for those of you that um, are out there, and you. um, uh, I might be referencing something. So I've done a couple articles on this Baptist vice. The first one was in publication. The second one is in publication. It won't be out until probably February or March. But I'm referencing that idea of experience because what's amazing to me is... um, those that claim experience also kind of have a Gnosticism about it. Does that make sense? Uh,
1: yes, sir. It becomes something that you pursue. And in fact, as a teenager, and I, I think I wrote about this in Freak And Sin, if I didn't, it's going to be the book on Ephesians. As a teenager, as a result of that, I pursued some sort of mystical experience. Yep. I read the book, not only was I hearing preachers say this, but I read the book, which is a bad book deeper experiences of famous Christians, yes. it, it posits all of these amazing experiences of good men, I'm not, I'm not yeah. criticizing all those men in that book, of men God used greatly. And it says essentially God used them greatly because they had some mystical experience yes. at one point in time where they were filled with the Spirit. Yep. And I think that misses the point entirely. If you look at the context of Be Filled with the Spirit in Ephesians 5, the illustration is alcohol. Yes. When you when you drink alcohol, it takes over more and more of your faculties, of your of your thinking, of your mind, of your ability to walk and talk and all of that. It it takes over your your life, but only temporarily. And I think the same is true of the Holy Spirit. It's not a one-time mystical experience where yes. you get filled, Yes. and then all of a sudden you have a big church. Yep. It's a continuous moment by moment yielding that influences you, which is what Romans six, seven, and eight teaches, what being in the vine teaches in John fifteen. Right, abiding in Christ. Yes. Um, and that, that coincides with a negative illustration of alcohol in Ephesians 5 in context.
0: Yes. So my, my wife used this illustration. I'm not a big social media guy, but she said, um, hey, think about this. And there's, a I guess, a meme out there that says, I'd rather be hated for telling the truth than be loved for spreading lies. And it includes a, a picture of a, a lone preacher on one side and then it has you know a big name preacher you know kind of a neo type and his auditorium's jammed and the idea mm-hmm. is well you know what i'm i'm filled with the spirit but i'm by myself but then they spin it on us those same people spin it on us and they're like well you're not filled with the spirit cuz you don't have a large crowd and they're like well, well wait a minute what about your meme <laughs> <laughs> You know, Reverend,
1: I think that what you find is we always reach for the examples in church history that comfort us.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. So, yeah,
1: what comforts if what comforts me is the fact that I have a big church, and I want to credit that to a, to an emotional experience somewhere. Yeah, that I can find historical examples to do that. Yeah. if I'm standing by myself and nobody's listening, I can find historical examples <laughs> to cite that. And the problem is using those historical examples rather than the Word of God.
0: Yeah, and that is Baptistic, Baptistic, and uh, not not the the vice, but Baptistic uh principle is that the Bible is our sole authority
1: That word soul is so important isn't it
0: yes, and it's and I know in my own life, I know you and I have talked about it over the years, and that is that um, the Bible it just corrects um, it straightens yeah. us it it sets yeah. us straight it does us it does us so right when some of my own opinions sometimes become so important. And I think in this area of the Holy Spirit, that what we have to be careful of as preachers, and there's a debate on this, you've probably heard both sides, there's a debate even in the preacher world of what I would call the anointing or an unction. And, you know, I understand some of the pros and cons that people have with that. And I think as preachers, what we have to be careful of is getting in the pulpit and preaching on some of the things that are just the preachers and you're talking to your lay folks Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and then they get this idea that well i can't have the holy spirit
1: it's only for preachers
0: yes um just in the last year i have been talking to a couple of church folks and as we've been teaching on it and teaching on it and teaching on walking in the spirit and yielding in the spirit and the old man and the new man and how it, this is this is for them. This is for the person sitting in the pew, and it's just sure, been absolutely. it's been refreshing for to have some of them come up and say, "I'm experiencing victory," and, and
1: all of those commands are given to everybody. All of those, right? Romans six, seven, and eight; John fifteen; yes, those passages. Ephesians chapter five, four and five about old man and new man and be filled with the Spirit. Those are not directed toward pastors or yeah. preachers; they're directed toward Christians. Yes, and it's it's um. I think part of that, Brother Dameron, comes because we think we've been taught the evidence of being filled with the Spirit is when you have a big ministry. Yes, if that's the case. Then being filled with the Spirit is just for pastors or evangelists. Mm. But if they're wrong about that evidence, and I think they are, because what is the evidence of being filled with the Spirit? Well, what's the fruit of the Spirit? Yes. Yep. There then, 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 if I have more of the Holy Spirit, all right, to borrow my phrase. Yes. Or giving more room for the Holy Spirit to borrow your phrase. Yes not I have more love, more joy, more peace, more long-suffering, more gentleness, more goodness, more meekness, more faith, more temperance in my life? Yeah. I mean, I do believe that fruit is the souls of men, and I think that you see that in the New Testament, yes. in Matthew 13. Yeah. But if if, you're, if your evidence is a big ministry, then it is only available for, for people who are doing that sort of ministry, which is and then, not biblical again.
0: Right, and then there's only a select few in America that have obtained it which and I'm not one of them apparently. <laughs> right. Well, and <laughs> and for me, you know, I was handed it, you know what I mean? So,
1: <laughs> so you can't claim credit either. Yeah. I can't claim credit well, either. So But you it, know, here's an illustration of where this really hurts because as a teenager, I really pursued
0: this. Yep.
1: I mean, I fasted for days and I went out in the woods and I prayed. Yep. And I wasn't and I write about this, I think it's in from sin. I wasn't as much seeking God as I was seeking an experience with God. And those are not the same thing. Yeah. And sometimes when you seek God, you get an experience with God. Yeah. But I've learned, I hope through the word of God and over time, that it's not the experience I'm to pursue. It's God himself. And if he chooses to grant me an experience, that's a glorious thing. Yep. But Yeah. I can't pursue the experience. I've got to pursue being filled with all the fullness of God.
0: Well, um, maybe one, one last thought here. Um, you know, I'll, I'll do a last thought, and I'll give you a last thought, okay, when it comes to this idea of the Holy Spirit. My my prayer is that as preachers, um, we would study the concept of the Holy Spirit. I believe it's something that uh, we've missed a little bit. I'm encouraged because there are some people that are some good pastors. All right, you wrote um, hundreds of pages on it and I know of other men that are pursuing it and pursuing a biblical understanding. And, and I would throw in also a Baptistic biblical understanding, mm-hmm. and I'm mm-hmm. so happy for that. And I would just challenge uh, pastors uh, to keep doing that, keep explaining it, because uh, I believe that uh, when, when pastors understand it and when their lay folks understand the ministry of the Holy Spirit, Christ said this: that it's better, it's better than having Christ visibly with us. That's what he told the disciples. It's good for you that I it's go. Better away. Better for you if I go away. Yes, yes John. and you're What's like,
1: John yeah,
0: and you're like, no, no. I mean, how could it be better than having Christ sitting here? The Holy Spirit's better than that. That's what Christ said. It's it's good, and and you know, I know there's some um, again. You could say, so what does all that mean? But all we're saying is I think that the Holy Spirit being with us is an amazing power. It's an amazing um, person that is there for us to guide us into all truth, to give us light, to guide our steps, to um, fill us, to um, give us those fruit of the Spirit. So that's that's my parting thought. So I'll, I'll leave it to you on your Last parting thought here.
1: Well, I I would piggyback back on that, and I would say that as Baptists, as independent Baptists, we don't need to be afraid of the Holy
0: Spirit. Yep. yep,
1: For far too long, we've ceded him to the Charismatics and the Pentecostals. Yep, and that's wrong. He's such an. He's the third part of the God, the third person of the Godhead. He's yep. so essential for so many aspects of Christianity. Yep, and it doesn't have to be your word. Spookification is sort of scary. Ha ha. But yeah. it, it really is a great word because we have we made him. And the pursuit of him something mystical. Yes, and it shouldn't be that way. It's not mystical. It's it's biblical. It's doctrinal, but it's just the routine of moment by moment yielding myself to the Lord, abiding in Christ, walking with Him. And as I do that, the Holy Spirit forms the image of Christ in me. It's not mysterious. It can be hard, but it's not yep. mysterious, and it shouldn't be avoided. It should be emphasized.
0: Amen. Well, appreciate your thoughts here, and uh, Baptist vices. And join us next week. Thank you for listening to Baptist Vices. We trust you were challenged to find a biblical path for navigating through some differences within Baptist churches. Join your host,
1: Dr. Steve Dameron, next week for another engaging podcast. May God richly
0: bless you.